Yeah, it's, it's been a minute. It feels like so the last one we had Omo and talking about um, offense, offense, and I love the me focus, which I think kind of goes into this one. Um, we we ha- this word came up when we did it with Daniel Yum. I think I Alex. think or Alex. Yeah, it was Alex. And uh, the the word that we really wanted to take off was um, the word inconvenience. Um, and uh, I think the word that goes with it is we kind of talked about what what was the definition of inconvenience? Yeah, it was a danger to your comfort. That's what it a yeah. danger to your comfort. A danger to your comfort. So in Christian circles, we've all heard this term, comfort zone. Yeah. Um, and so I, I'm just going to go ahead and ask this question. Um, we were setting up for this podcast, and um, Nate came in. Come on, share. Sure. Oh, man, I guess. Maybe gonna, not all of it. We're not going sure. to. Maybe not the why. Detail. <laughs> not the why, but let's just say one of our members wasn't feeling great. Yeah. And... Um, there was a sense of urgency that I think hit all of us of like, we need to get stuff done now. And we did say 1030. And it was just interesting. I think there, there's, there's an honor to everything. But it was interesting in that moment where we all kind of gathered and we kind of, I don't know what, what appears what everyone went through. We, our boy here was like, okay, is he okay? But there's also like, we have to get the mic set up. And there was like a sense of like urgency. And I don't know, I'm curious what everyone's heart was doing when that was going on. Okay, I'll go first. So my thing was my rooster. I was like, I can't have him die. I was like, get in the van. Get in. We got to take him now. We got to go. I got the van, though. And then, uh, but but then, you know, he was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm going to make it. I'm going to find. And then in my heart, I've been practicing this with the comfort zone, where it's uh, lead me not into temptation, you know, or lead me from evil. And every time I I used to pray that, I thought it was like, you know, don't watch porn, don't lie, don't do this, right? But then I realized that my temptation or my evil is to not submit or disconnect. And so I didn't know what else to do. So I was just like in this moment of insecurity, in this moment of wanting to go to my comfort, uh, which is, okay, let's get stuff done. Like, let's throw yeah. him in the van. Let's take him. This is the logical thing to do. Yeah. I was Shoot. like, God, enlarge my tent, expand my territory, lead me from this evil. And then immediately he was like, submit under under uh, George Washington. He used your <laughs> prophetic word. And so I yelled, Jabba. And, that, and then from there, I was like, I'll do whatever you told me to do from there. <laughs> and then you did. Like you went. So that's where my heart was when yeah. the whole situation happened. Yeah. So I don't want to say fear, but definitely like, this is my beloved. Like, let's save his life. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm right here. Okay. So that was my heart. Yeah. Who's next? Come on, share it. Let's go. Mine was forget the podcast. Yeah. Like Nate's not gonna tell me if he's really not feeling good. So right. I'm gonna go and look into his eyes and right. make him tell me that he is okay. I love and this. so this that's like great. that's where I went. I was I you know, mama bear mode. And, yeah. Yeah. Can I say? Yeah, please. I didn't realize how comfortable I am in that um like Really what will happen, I guess the little backstory is like I had to go to the ER last week, literally a week ago, and they gave me a CT scan, they did all the stuff, and then they gave me some stuff to take, and then I kind of ran out of it, and then all the symptoms came back that mm-hmm. were, mm. were, so basically it was like I'm on my road back to the ER, and I, I wasn't, I didn't think anything of it, I was just like, I'm just going to come do the podcast, and then we'll see where I'm at from there, but I let them know, and everyone's like, let's pray, and I was so sad, because I was like, you don't know how inconvenient it is for us to stop and pray over yeah. this. Mm. I want to get the mic mm. set up. I want to do this. You know, I want to get the. I didn't realize that prayer was an inconvenience until you started bringing it up. I'm like, what does this have to do with inconvenience? And then you start talking about how much you care about me and 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 love me. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I just I just realized like, oh my gosh, in that moment, stopping and praying mm. 
to God was an inconvenience. Yeah. It's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're and you doing don't really this know. You don't yeah. really know. You know, I think even we, we had the men's Bible study, and this actually kind of came up, and someone talked about the woman caught in adultery, mm-hmm. which is a great story. You have a woman caught in adultery, and they're throwing her in front of Jesus, saying, Jesus, what do you say? Shouldn't we punish her? Shouldn't we do this? Do we should we do, we do? Like the law says this, we should punish her, we should judge her, we should da 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 da. And Jesus didn't do anything except go to the ground mm. and write. Yeah. He slowed down to write. And someone brought up this thing. In other words, good. he didn't say anything until he heard the Father. Wow. They're all like, give us an answer. Give us an answer. Yeah. Give us an answer. What should you do? And Jesus was like, and he just started. Yeah. And someone brought up the moment like he waited for the Father. So good. Because remember, Jesus only spoke what he heard the Father. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's, it's we all know the scripture. Lean not on your own understanding. Right. But when you're in it, it just, it's, there, there was such a moment where I felt in my heart, um, it was so funny, right before we got here, I was just, I, I like to get my prophetic words, and one of them that I read is Isaiah 60, where it says, righteousness is my boss. Mm. And to me, that's Jesus is my boss, you know, that God is my boss. Mm. And just who is he? He doesn't fear, he doesn't do this. Mm. And then during this moment, what was going to my heart, I was like, okay, it doesn't feel like God's boss right now. Like we, it sounded like okay, yeah, hospital is yeah. good, filming's good, all this were good ideas. Mm-hmm. But for me, it just brought a moment. Was like, like well, let's just slow down. I know for me, my heart just said slow mm-hmm. down. It's good. Slow down, yeah. which brought us to I believe for all four of us a sweet moment. Yeah. It was such a sweet moment yeah. where we all gathered around him mm-hmm. and just we prayed for each other mm-hmm. and we heard from the Father. And I, what could have used us to I believe, you know, spread us even more apart, actually brought us together with him. Mm. So it was just so so easy. I don't know. It's like it was so easy to almost go to the comfort thing, which is for us go to the hospital, yeah, which is not a bad thing. No, yeah, or yeah, do yeah. the podcast regardless. Or do the podcast regardless. Like, hey, we do the podcast, <laughs> we advance the kingdom, right? He might be dying, but you know, hey, we're advancing the kingdom. Or hey, we get him to the hospital, and hey, he's yeah. saved. But it's like yeah. both those situations. Did we did we hear from the father? Right, right. Yeah, I was I was thinking about this in because pre- I knew we were talking about inconvenience, right? I was thinking about. As terrible as it is, there's such a refining that happens in the inconvenience that you can't get anywhere else. Come on. Mm. And so what I saw in the group here and even in my heart was like everything that wasn't about the kingdom, if you embrace inconvenience, embrace God in the inconvenience, then it's just cut away. It's just pruned away. It's just snipped away. It's like you don't need to make the podcast the most important thing. You don't need to be big and bad and strong. It's like the you were praying over me, like the portal for his for for his power is through your weakness. And I was just not willing to be weak. You know, mm. I was not willing to be like weak. Yeah, but it was inconvenient for me to be weak. I would have been late if I was weak. I could be either like get this done on time or be weak. And it was like it's inconvenient to be weak right now. But when I embraced him in the inconvenience, there was a refining of like it's okay. You it's know? good. And yeah. I was blessed by. It. I mean, I feel kind of intoxicated from even. Just yeah, yeah. I, even that. I felt <laughs> such a greater love for all three of you. Like mm. I, there was a moment where we were praying, and I, and I got to look at Jackie. I got to look at Rafa. Look at Nate. And just in case you don't know, we created this thing. Our heart of this that is that we would become each other's biggest fans. Mm. And it's like I think we all got to upgrade in the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I love what Rooster said about embracing. So, yeah. like, how do you embrace? I don't know. I, I don't know. I'll say this. I think that you're always embracing something. In every moment, you're embracing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's just sometimes hard to let go of it because really it's pride. At least for me in that moment, mm-hmm. it was pride. Mm-hmm. There was not, it was nothing like heavenly saying, like, get this done or else, you know? There was a pride that I was embracing. And so when you're praying, I was like, 
<laughs> like, was, and then there was a part of me that realized like you are really going to take your time and I'm like either I can embrace this moment or I can sit here like a little punk <laughs> and stay with my pride you know right. what I'm saying and I was like well I might as well just let go of my pride so then I shifted what I was embracing this pride to this king you know? it's good it's so mm. good so, mm. yeah because you said yeah. upgrade too so like I think yeah we go through these transformations but I think the real way to get them is to embrace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, can you take the roof off embrace for you too? Like, uh, for embrace, I think kind of what I think Nate Nate talked about last time. He talked about like the letting go thing. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. like you you mm -hmm. can't embrace two things yeah, at once. Good. Wow. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like yeah. like I love what he said. You're always embracing something. Like like right now we like people always say like I need more faith. No, you have faith. Right now mm -hmm. you have faith in something. It's either the good mm -hmm. or the bad. That's good. Yeah. So. Embracing, at least for me, how I do it, I, I think the biggest one, at least for me, and I'll say it, is slowing down. Wow. So I simple. mean, if you think about Northern Virginia, yeah. <laughs> everyone's in a hurry. Yeah. That's a yeah. big one that each yeah. one of us have to be disciplined yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you just think about it, think about it. That's the biggest discipline, I think, over Northern Virginia. I don't know where you're listening from, but here, you, you have to have that discipline of slowing down because we all have the right answers. Mm -hmm. Go on the podcast. That's going to advance the kingdom. Get him to the hospital. Mm -hmm. He's going to feel better. <laughs> but it's the slowing down and embracing what kind of Nate talked about in the last podcast, embracing him. So good. Embracing um, so what we were praying. I, when I said it, I, I felt it. When I said, Jesus, you're our boss. We're not the boss. Mm. And when I said that, I know from my heart, it was like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> it's easy to like embrace him as boss. Like, right. Because like, yeah, I was, yeah. we were going to yeah. be the boss. Yeah. We're the boss. We know what to do. Yeah. Get him in the van. Let's go, right? Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> we were Get like, in this the white van. van. Get in this go. white van with the candy. You know? Sounds so scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sounded like we know what to do. Get him to the hospital. Yeah. But it was, it was just that, that moment of like, no, I'm not the boss. Mm. I'm not the God. <laughs> You're the boss. And as soon as we said that, I, I, I think yeah. it felt, I felt the shift in, yeah. in me of like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. there, was the, there was the embracing. Because mm. your embracing, I think, for all of us is there's a, there was a truth. Mm. Yeah. Nate's truth sounded different. There was something that was going on in his heart. Yeah. He had to let go. Yeah. For me, it was embracing control. We know what to do. Get him in a van. Mm -hmm. So I had to let go of, I know oh, what to do. Really? So I had to let go of, really? slow down. I'm not the boss. Mm. I know I can get him in a van. I'm not the boss. Wow. And not only that, but I had to let go of, hold on, we have a God who's a healer. We can do all things are possible. And all four of us work at a church. Yeah. How about we yeah. we embrace this opportunity where it's yeah. a little uncomfortable to let God be God? It's good. You know, I think we're we're all being fathered differently. So everyone's comfort zone is different. Yeah. You know? So good. Mm. Mm. Baby? Yeah. Uh, what are you thinking? You when we were praying, Abel asked the the question of like, um, and you could feel it like. Once we started praying, and I could even feel when you let go of the pride. I know, you always came. All of a sudden, it was just like, you could feel the presence, yeah. you know? And um, I was thinking when Abel asked the question of like, what's what's something that God wants to give us right now in this moment? And it, it even almost felt selfish because I'm like, yeah. this is about Nate. This is yeah. not about us. Mm. But then I asked God and he was like, "What's?" I was like, what's the truth you want to give me? And he was like, I got Nate. Like, I got him. I can, I'll not worry but i'll take care of him better than you can i'll Whoa. make a decision for him better than you can come on and so when once he said that like i even took my hand off of you because i'm like I, I trust you god with my brother like you got him you know and 
It's crazy because it is like the, the whole embracing thing. It's you're either embracing yourself or him. That's, mm, that's yeah. it. You're embracing your emotion, mm. how you're feeling, what you want to do, or you're embracing whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do. And it does take faith, right? Because yeah. it's like to, to trust him in that, that he's got you. It, it requires me like really, and it's so uncomfortable saying, okay, I'll trust you in it. But we never have any like physical, like this is what I'll do to trust you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you let go. It's a full surrender yeah. and... It's hard, it's good, but uh, but he can do. He's we know he can do anything better than us. Yeah, and, yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. that's good. Mm. Um, even that word um, comfort zone. I think we we, we throw when you, when you hear comfort zone, what do you guys think of? Like I know everyone at Chess a big church word. Well, the first thing that came to my heart was uh, Top Gun. <laughs> Were you saying yeah? Uh, Oh, danger zone? To the danger, danger zone. zone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so that's what comes to my heart first. The rooster? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think, I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily a church work because I hear people like motivational speakers talk yeah, about that's comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. Bit, like, uh, especially like fitness motivators, like you yeah. got to get uncomfortable to grow, you know? And so I don't think it's necessarily a church word. I think that... Um, People use it at least more dirty in the church, though. They're like, how dare you be comfortable? I don't know. Mm, but yeah, but yeah. I mean, um, I don't know. One thing I was thinking about just this morning and I'm, I'm realizing now is that I look for my comfort zone when I'm like scared. And yeah. it's funny that we all experienced the same thing this morning. Everyone had the same experience. We were all were there in the same room, same AC, same lights and everything. But everyone had a different reaction. Mm. And, and I think people had different things that they're afraid of. Mm. And I'm not saying you guys are scared, but like... But like for me, I wasn't afraid of dying. I wasn't afraid of like my health or anything. In fact, I didn't even think of it until Jackie was like, hey, you know, if you go now, then you won't have to end up in the emergency room <laughs> later. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking of, I'm so afraid of starting late. Oh, mm. Do you know? I'm yeah. so afraid of failing. Yeah. That like my body was taking a toll. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That, wow. But you guys are so f- afraid of my body. You're like... Bump, not afraid, but like, you know, you guys are so concerned. You're like, yeah. bump the podcast. I, I want to take Get care of you. Get in the van. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but both of us are, I won't speak for you guys, but at least yeah. for some of us weren't embracing what the Holy Spirit wanted to do, yeah. you know? And he is the comforter. There and so is. we can actually disconnect ourselves from the comforter when we're like scared and look for our own way of like, well, it would make me feel comfortable if I just finished this podcast or it make me feel comfortable if you just were in the hospital. Yeah. It's like yeah. when we disconnect from the comforter, that's when we go and try and find comfort yeah. in something else. Yeah. So it's like, mm. that's our comfort zone. It's like we, we get to pick between a comfort zone or like the comforter in these mm-hmm. moments that's that, it. that dry, are driven, driven by fear or love. And, yeah, and that. that's so good. Wow. Good mm. point. I love how you said that with... Uh, we either go towards the comfort zone or we go towards the comforter. Comfort, comforter. Comforter. Red leather, yellow leather. You know? And, <laughs> uh, and that's funny. Like, like, if we know he's the ultimate comforter, like, why don't we just go to him all the time? Why don't we just embrace him all the time? Like, why do we embrace something outside of him first? Like, why, why do we do that? I think it's just building a history with God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. The more really you go good. through it, mm. the more trust you put in him. That's good. Yeah. So... Nate was at the men's meeting. I shared the story. Oh my god! Oh, and you guys were there. Oh my lord! Um, it's so funny. Um, oh so gosh, we got yeah. back from in the wild, and my son was playing on the bed, jumping, and he oh, jumped yeah. over me and kind of fell on his neck a little bit, and he cried a little bit. Got up, he was fine, and he's like, "Let's bath," and I was like, "Let's take him to the bath." And so my wife took his shirt off him. I was upstairs, and I heard him, my wife scream, and she goes, "We got to go to the ER." So I ran downstairs, and like he's blue, and I've seen him kind of seen a, a baby blue before, and it, it looked. It looked like it. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So there was a moment where I looked at him. I'm like, is this real? 
And I'll be honest, there was a moment where I, I heard Holy Spirit and he said, it's not real. So I, I went like this, I like my thumb, it went on him and it didn't come off. And I like just ignored Holy Spirit. I was like, okay. Mm. And I was like, there was a moment where I really wanted to pray and sit with God, but it was just like, we got to go. We just got to go. And so we got in the car. And if you guys know me, I drive very slow. I did not drive slow. I was tailgating. I did was, you run red lights? I didn't run red lights, okay. but it was so funny. As I was driving, I, I, there was a moment where I felt him again. I was like, okay. And he said, slow down. Mm. Mm. So I slowed down, but I'm still going, what if yeah. he turns blue and dies? Yeah. What if, what if, what mm-hmm. if? But mm-hmm. I heard him. I, 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 if I can go back now that I went through it, I, I, he said it wasn't real, but I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't own it. I didn't mm-hmm. own the truth. Mm-hmm. I didn't embrace it. Yeah. I didn't embrace it. Yeah. I didn't embrace it. Yeah. So we got to the hospital. My wife's there. The nurse sees him, and she—they're kind of like they're grabbing him. They're—they're they're checking his thing. They're looking mm-hmm, at him because mm-hmm. they're—they're rubbing too, and they're like, "Wait a second, are they freaking out?" Um, they're like, "Something's." They're like, they knew something was off because mm-hmm. it wasn't coming off. And Judah is happy as can be, though. He's in the car singing "Daddy Shark," Daddy Shark again, again, again. You know, he's in the hospital waving, you know, and he's having the time of his life. And here me and mom are going, oh, my God, you know. And so anyways, the, the nurse was like, okay, he's way too happy if he was mm-hmm. turning this. So like, she's like, let me get an alcohol swab. Yeah. So she got an alcohol swab and like pushed it hard on him. And sure enough, it was blue. <laughs> so the whole time, wow. it was fake. It was a lie. It mm-hmm. was an illusion. But I didn't embrace it. Mm-hmm. So it was hard. But here's the thing, though. That was two weeks ago. We just went through it again. I just went through it again wow. with, even with you. Oh, wow. I just went through it with you right nice. now. It's the same thing. So that's what you're talking about, building trust. You I went built my trust. One time. Wow. wow. So what didn't I do last time? I did not slow down. So guess what what did I tell you? What did Mm. did God tell me? What was the first thing I told you guys to do? Let's slow down. I did not like that, but that makes sense. Wow. I built my history. Dang. You know, I think... High five. five. Yeah, that was so good. But I think that's the thing. I think this is why the James won the whole considerate joy when you go through trials. Because it's like... We have an opportunity to build our trust in Him, even when we get it wrong. Yeah. I think that's the beautiful thing. Yeah. Come on, even man. when we get Come it on. wrong, yeah. our faith still yeah. grows. He's yeah. like, you missed this one. Awesome, yeah. though. But you know what? As long as you keep coming to me, I'll wow. show you. Because I wow. got home that night, and I was like, God, I didn't believe you. He's like, no, you didn't. But that's okay. And he's like, but you started listening to me in the car because you felt me say slow down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I did. Mm-hmm. But I was still like, it was so funny even driving there. I was like, of course, you know, when, you, when God tells you to slow down, what does he do? He puts slower people in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! But it was just such a wow. But, it, but like right now, yeah. I felt like I just went through it again. That's yeah. good. Wow. But I made the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. My trust grew in him because yeah. of that. Wow. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. then, so your history is the way that you learn to go to him first before yeah. everything else. But I love how you said that with like failure. So technically, that wasn't really a fail, right? No, you not learned ever something. Not ever. Wow. Um, you're so funny. Oh, I don't even know. Oh, that was, that's amazing, Abe. I just learned that we can, um, go back to something God's given us and use it for what you're in right now. Like, I just learned that this week. So hearing you say that, I'm like, that's what that looks like. That's what Mm. that looks like walking out. Cause last week was, I had like one of the worst weeks since I've become a Christian in my life. Like one of the worst weeks, just emotionally mentally i was a mess and um 
And like everything that's usually there to help me get back to like normal was taken away. Mm-hmm. And like the people that I trust the most, they just weren't available. Mm-hmm. Um, the the things that I use to make myself feel better, like it just, nothing was helping. Nothing oh, wow. was working. And I felt like all week God was like, like Jackie, come here, you know, come on. And I like, one of my comfort things is like, I procrast when something's really important to me, I procrastinate a lot mm. because I'm so scared of it failing mm-hmm. or not doing it right or getting bad feedback on it, whatever. And so I'll procrastinate it to the last minute until I have to push myself and put my all my focus and energy into it. And so I was doing that with God. Mm. I like was procrastinating with him. Like I knew I had to spend time with him. Like, you know, we were leading this women's conference thing and like I was leading it on Saturday and I was pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I have to do something before Saturday because yeah. I can't go into this le- feeling this way. And somebody pulled me into their office and they were like, Jackie, whatever you learn right now with God, he didn't even tell me what I was going to learn. He was just like, whatever you learn with God right now, you need, you need, you need to remember it because this isn't the last time you're going to go through something like this. Like life is going to continue to happen, but God has already given you tools and you're about to receive some more tools and you can't forget them. Like you have to bring them with you everywhere you go. And I'm thinking like, I always forget, like I'll go through something and I'm like, it's like it shatters me. And then like, I have to restart with God, you know, instead of I, he's been so faithful in my life. Like I would not be alive if it wasn't for right. him. I wouldn't have the life that I have if it wasn't for him. He's been so faithful and he's given me so much and I forget to pull on it. Yeah. You know, I like, I forget who I am and what he's called me to do. And, um, and I, I had this encounter with him that he just, he, you know, he just told me who I was again. And, um, he was showing me even some of my like why I I shut people out or I don't go to the people that I trust and love sometimes. And at the end of like at the whole at the whole point, at the end of all of it, he was just like, You have to come to me, not as a last resort, but as your first step. Like I have to be the the thing that you come to. And so I've just been practicing practicing it, you know, since then. And like Rafa's he's like house sitting right now, so we're not together in our house because he's house sitting and so i've just literally been every day every morning and like and like this it's sad that you're not with me but i even like you're my 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 number one like you're the first thing i say hi to in the morning my first i love you my first kiss everything but god's been that this week oh let's go and like it's just i i i just feel i've never felt this way but i'm so aware of him um I don't remember what, what I started talking about this, but I've just like, oh, just to say like, you know, I was really uncomfortable in distress almost last week because all these things that I go to for comfort weren't there. And the simple truth is that God wants to be our comforter. He wants to be the thing. And people think that because we're Christians, like we're never going to feel right. sadness or pain or anything again, yeah, but right. that's life is life. The thing is that like, first is like, blessed are those that mourn for they will inherit the kingdom of God. And then also take joy in, in every, and literally the word says in every circumstance and mm. in every inconvenience. And so like there's literally, we don't get, we don't have to mourn the way the, the world does. Yeah. There's a pain that we don't have to experience yeah. because of the one, because of God, because of Jesus, because of what he's done. And so it's not that we're not gonna experience anything. It's just that 
we have we have a joy that we get to tap into, and it do, and it's not probably doesn't even look like earthly joy, right? Because it's a kingdom thing. Um, yeah, it's good, man. Oh, that's, that's good, Jack. I yeah, I love that. Yeah, even you brought up a good point, like you said. Um, like he uses it; he'll always yeah. use it to remind you. And I, I think you said on the last last podcast you were here, you're talking about I can always tell when I'm not in the Word. We can always tell when it was so funny because right before this happened, I was in my prophetic words. I was just in my office meditating, and then, and sure enough, I came upon that one of righteousness is your boss. Mm. And I think, you know, if you think about the Holy Spirit and that, and just His role, we call Him Comforter, but I think the other one too is is Guide. That He guides mm. us into all truth. Yeah. Mm. And I think about yeah. any time we're inconvenienced there's a truth he's wanting you to explore. Mm. Now, will you mm. engage, will you embrace it, or will you not? Wow. You know? Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing about inconvenience is the inconvenience is, for the Holy Spirit, the most excited time in the whole world because it's where he gets to become him if yeah. you embrace it, if <clears throat> you engage good. the truth. And it's, it can hurt. It's yeah. uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I yeah. think a lot of times the, the denying of the self can be, it can be hard, mm-hmm. especially yeah. if it's pride, mm-hmm. if it's, maturity it's like nate had to go there and go okay i have to let this go right Mm. like there are these moments where there's an opportunity to embrace truth where you'll never get ever again yeah Mm. you'll never again that's it like what we just experienced that was such a sweet moment Mm -hmm. that was a sweet Mm -hmm. moment man right we all embraced i think a truth Mm -hmm. that god was doing in us Mm. you know good java yeah Mm. Yeah, I, I was. I looked up what comfort meant too, because I'm like, comfort can't be a horrible thing. Like, <laughs> you know, it can't be a horrible thing, and it actually means the state of being freed from pain or feeling unrestricted. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's actually a place where we feel safe and have no pain. And oh, flip the tape, flip the tape, <laughs> flip the tape. What an inconvenience! Yay! All right, All right. comfort. State Here of- we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see if it works after this inconvenience. So, uh, so comfort <laughs> is a state of of no pain feeling free and unrestricted, right? So I don't think comfort's a bad thing. I just think it's better when you go to the comforter, the yeah. one that knows exactly how to help you in these moments of pain, these moments where you feel restricted. And I love how you brought up the Beatitudes of blessed are those that mourn. And that word blessed means to take joy, to be happy, to find favor, mm-hmm. to find an opportunity to grow in this moment of mourning, this moment of pain, this moment of restrictness. And, and the blessed part is when we go to him. When we embrace him, when we're able yeah. to turn to him and he's like, yeah, you feel restricted right now. Let me help you not rescue you because I already did that on the cross. I already did that when I died for you. But let me help you in this moment, build a relationship that no matter what's going around you or the circumstances, you're going to be victorious. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and last night uh, as I was house sitting, you know, like it gets lonely there, you know, it's just me, the dogs, and sometimes some raccoons, you know, and, and coyotes. And uh, But I love it, though. It's, it's just amazing once I, I embrace Jesus. Because mm. the first night I was there, I'm, like, used to you, and, like, you know, you're, you're in bed, you have your phone, I fall asleep to that, and then it was just quiet. And it was so, so quiet. And I realized that the reason it was hard for me was because it was just me and my thoughts and God and yeah. no one else. There was wow. no distractions. Wow. So it was this place of, like, hey, do you want to talk about your heart? Do you want to talk about this experience of your dad dying a couple of weeks ago? You know, yeah. do you actually want to process that? Wow. Even though logically, you know, what's going on. And honestly, I was like, no, thank you. Like, I just want to go to bed, you know, and, and I just stayed up literally not talking to God. Like, he's just trying to embrace me. And for like till like two o'clock in the morning, I just stayed awake fighting the urge for him to embrace me. 
because it was uncomfortable. Yeah. And um, and then finally around like 3 a.m., I like just fell asleep. My body couldn't hang anymore. And then I woke up and I heard like foxes or something oh, making these the noises. The it screams. was like, it was scary, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the part that freaked me out was the dogs. They didn't even wake up and look. Those so dogs. I was like, these dogs hate me. <laughs> like, look, look, either, either the dogs feel like I am the alpha and you know, they're you like, got Rafa's got to yeah. protect us. <laughs> or they were like, we don't care about him. Let them eat, you know, <laughs> just let them get eaten. And uh, so that part kind of freaked me out. And, but, the, but the part afterwards, the next morning, when, once I woke up, God was like, if you had allowed me to embrace you, he was like, mm. I would have been your peace. Mm. I would have been your comfort. I would have allowed you to sleep. And then later he was like, and he was like, I could have actually gave you a physical download and let you know that the fan was upstairs. And the fan would have been your white noise and you would have fallen asleep sooner. You know, so there's this place of like once mm. in the in this middle of this place of, yeah, it hurts. But there's freedom that God wants to bring to you once you connect with him. And there's also ideas and goals that he wants to take you into if we allow him to embrace us. Yeah. You know? So I don't think comfort's a bad thing once we're doing it with the comfort of. Yeah. Right? So any yeah. thoughts, anything sparking in your heart? Well, even I think of the going back to the Beatitudes, the the one that I that I always love that <laughs> um it's painful. It, it says, Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Mm. And that word pure, if you look, means to go through fire. It means to be purified. Mm. So you want to wow. see God? Be purified. Mm. Like, go through it. Yeah. Like, God's yeah. wanting to show off to us. Yeah. So the inconvenience to really, if you if you look at it from this perspective, is a gift. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Is a gift. Is the, when it always says, the invitation. Mm. Yeah. The invi- Paul like, says it right? is. Yeah. Blessed are the pure in heart, for you shall see God. Yeah. yeah. Like you want to, like God, I, I, I truly believe God loves to show off. But I think about the stories of David, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When did God show off? When mm. they were at their absolute weakness. Yeah. When, like what you went through, mm. where your friends weren't there, Rafa wasn't there, where you had nothing but yeah. God himself, mm. and he had to yeah. show off. And to me, that's the inconvenience. Yeah. To where mm. I got nothing. And God's like, I know. That's yeah. good. Let's <laughs> wow. go in. Yeah. Right? Look, could we go in? Please? Mm-hmm. Come please, on. Please, please. Yeah. Could we go in? Yeah. You know, it's like, blessed are the pure in heart. Yeah, that's so good. You know, like, I, I love, I, there's an inconvenience that I went through this this week that, um, and I'll, I'll say this for me, I'm curious how God, how you guys do it, but for me, like, prophetic words, my truths, they're everything. I, I have to read them. Like, I have to steward them. When I went through that thing with... Um, um, Judah and going to the hospital, I got out my prophetic words. Mm. I was like, okay, what I'm doing is not working. I'm, I'm obviously mm. not honoring truth. I'm not, I don't see the full value of the prophetic word you told me. So for me, it's like you, you, you have to, you have to keep it before you. You, you have to see it because in that, because the trial's coming. The trial's coming. Like even um, almost said it, offense is coming, trials are coming. You know it's mm. coming. Yeah. But if you have that truth in front of you, dude, it became a joy. I know for me, what we just went through this time, it was I I I'm gonna lie, I felt so good to say, hey, let's slow down. Yeah. Because wow. Abel's nature is slow people down. That so is good, what God John. called Abel to mm. be, mm. is to cause people just to slow down. I just you know what I mean? It, yeah. yeah. But like if I'm not in that truth, I'm gonna get picked apart. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah. I think that's a big one. Ooh. <clears throat> no, I was just thinking of so good. Oh man. I don't know if I want to open this can of worms, but it's not about you. 
It's yeah, not about me. That's it. We, we're sitting here talking about like, do you feel comfortable when it's inconvenient? Like, are you okay without <laughs> your binky? Like, oh, did you not get what you want? And it's like, oh, but when we go through painful things, do we still feel good? And it's like, shut up. It's yeah. not about you. It's yeah. not about if you. If you didn't step into your prophetic word, all of us would have been screwed. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. But your willingness to step embrace it is all of us like all of us are blessed by it. You think about like Jesus side, this probably sounds Go meaner, for it, go for it. Meaner than I meant to sound. I can I can smile and make it sound nicer, but we think about inconvenience, it's like it's it's not if we if we really like make it about us, oh it's terrible. It's impossible to yeah, it's hard, yeah, yeah. But the truth of the matter is like there's nothing I can't I don't know. I don't I don't even know if I want to say this. I'll say from personal experience. But I do want to talk about Jesus. I mean, like, what is comfortable? You talk about yeah, avoiding pain. Like, what is comfortable about a cross? You're right, yeah. What is comfortable about a crown of thorns? What yeah. is comfortable about being st- beaten to the point where people can't even recognize you as human or right. your gender or anything? It's like, there's nothing comfortable about that. And there's nothing that Jesus was, if he was on this podcast, I can't imagine him being like, oh, but like, you know, when it hurt really bad, I just asked the Holy Spirit to come and like take the pain away so yeah. I felt better. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't imagine him like, yeah. making that about him. Yeah. His eyes were on the Father the whole time. His eyes were on us. In fact, even when we were spitting on him, destroying him, he was like, you know, forg- forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And I, I just think about the times like I've been to like Peru or uh, the Himalayas and, and got to like build, help orphanages or rebuild churches after earthquakes. And like when we were there and like, oh my gosh, talk about stomach stuff. Talk about, you know, hiking for nine hours. It was so inconvenient. It, everything we did mm-hmm. was inconvenient. But the mantra of our group was like, thank you, God, for choosing me. Wow. Like that's what got us to everything. I mean, these giant spiders that are coming down, yeah, like so good. almost dying on a plane crash. All this stuff was like, "Thank you, God, for choosing me." And we yeah. had to like keep saying that. At first, it was a joke, but then it like became a part of like my my the like my yeah. life is. You know, when things get inconvenient, I had to stop myself and go, "Thank you for picking me." You know, for put, putting me here. Thank you for choosing me to, to bring your gospel here, or choosing me to serve these people here. And when you can take your focus off yourself and onto Him, it's like inconveniences. Yeah. A whole different ballgame. Right. That's so good. And I think it's the unrestrictedness of our perspective and our mind. Because mm. it was a yeah. joy set before Jesus that he was willing to go through it, you know? And so I think this place where, like, we allow God to engage, he's like, this is the bigger picture. This is the bigger purpose. You know, it's literally not about you. It's yeah. about this kid who's never heard about Jesus. Mm. Yeah. And last night I was watching 12 Strong, and it was this uh, special ops people guys that went in there. Nobody knew them. Nobody knew anything about them. 9-11 had just happened. A month later, they're in Afghanistan, and they're taking over cities. They're riding horses. That wasn't part of the mission. Like, all these literally inconveniences happened. And, and I love the captain's perspective. He was mm-hmm. like, it is what it is. And he had no combat experience. And the, the guy the, that was interviewing him, which was the major, was like, why should you go? He was like, you have no combat experience. And he's like, sir, none of us have combat experience. It's never been done. And he was like, that's why I'm the best, I'm the best person to go. I'm a blank slate. I won't mm-hmm. lean into my own understanding and my history. I'm leaning into, as we build it together, what is the best possible outcome? What is the perspective that we take? And he did some mm-hmm. crazy stuff, like sent his guys 100 miles mm-hmm. around to flank and destroy their supply line over a mountain that had no water, had no shade. And, and yet, like, provision showed up where, like, this guy had to pay $300 for a lamb so they can get lamb chops, you know? Mm-hmm. And... And it just blew my mind of these places of inconvenience, but they did stuff that was never done before, you know? And I'm sitting there in this, in this really comfortable house, just watching 12 strong, you know, and not scared about the raccoons anymore because my perspective is so much bigger. And I started thinking about my history in the army and I'm like, man, like, I don't want to say regret, but I do feel like I should have embraced those moments of 
suckiness mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Because there were promises there for me. There were mm-hmm. upgrades there for me. There were things of joy set before me there that I could have held on to and grew even more with. Yeah. But most of the time I decided to embrace complaining because everybody else around me was complaining. Mm-hmm. But the difference is I have the comforter to come and unrestrict my perspective. And it worked here and there. But hindsight, looking back at my history, I'm like, man, like we could have had way more fun out there. Mm. You know, I, I have a question to ask everyone um, just for, you know, I think people should know this, too. Um, I was in Michigan and I was driving from here back going to school and I was listening to Todd White and the, he, he had this teaching and he said that one sentence and I kind of turned it off after that because it was like, that's enough. <laughs> and he said, um, if the Holy Spirit isn't everything to you, it's because you're about you. Dang. And when he said that, I was like, off. Because <laughs> that was that was enough. Yeah. That was enough to make me realize I'm really about me. I think that's the foundation of all. The reason we have this word, inconvenience, because I don't believe God has that word. I don't think that word inconvenience is in his vocabulary mm-hmm. because he uses everything. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like there's no such thing to him as an inconvenience. Yes. We have this made up word oh, because we're good. about us. That's good, Abel. And that's the foundation, I think, of it Shoot. all, is yeah. when it becomes about me, right? Is that safe to say? Mm -hmm. So Galatians 5 says, um, if he is the source of our life, then we have to let him direct every aspect of our lives. Mm. So I'm just curious, with everyone's walk right now, how is he directing your life? Is he directing your life? Are there areas where he's not directing life? Just just curious, like right now, even if you're watching this at home, have a a quick moment where can you say, is he directing your life? You know? Like going through it, it, going through what we just went through was... There was a moment where I think we were directing it a little bit, but then we slowed down. But I, I'm just going to ask that question. How is he directing your life today? Yeah. Can I say this first? Yeah, please. It's like we're all still learning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like the point of it is that we would look at, to Jesus, yeah. to the Holy Spirit for everything. But we're all still learning. And like I learned so much from you, Abe. Mm-hmm. Just like even you sitting there saying like I was looking at my prophetic words. Like I just started doing that this week. Mm. And like... And, and I've been, I've known God for eight years, you know, and, and, and it's like, we can't, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying this for us. I feel like it's just important to say, because we have people watching this that are, are just want to learn more about God. And yeah. it's like, as long, as long as you're hungry for him and you keep coming back to him before or after anything happens, that's the point that we yeah. would come back to God, that we would come and build our relationship yeah. with the Holy Spirit, the history part, you know? Yeah. So I just wanted to say that because like, there's just there's no pressure to be anywhere besides with him. Yeah, you know, and there's We're no all pressure amateurs. for that. Yeah, I always have to say yeah, that to the absolutely. men's meeting. We're all amateurs. Yeah. So good. We're all amateurs in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good point. That's good, Bebe. Yeah, I think the directing part for me, um, just just is still fresh and new. Is uh, so I can't. My my biological dad died, and you you guys know I shared it with you guys. I shared it with you. First. Yes, you did. <laughs> I won't I won't say the joke. <laughs> Uh, you know, but my mom had blasted my phone like 37 times. And Nate, you kept telling me, you're like, hey, your mom's calling you, your mom's calling you. And I'm like, man, what an inconvenience. Like, doesn't she know I'm doing slip and slide stuff? Does she know I'm like praying for kids and loving them, you know? And then uh, and then at night when everything slowed down, when there was no more activities, I checked my phone and 37 messages. And then she finally sent me a text saying, I don't know how to say this. I've been trying to contact you, but your biological dad died. And... I didn't know what to do. I was in shock, you know, and I turned towards you and kind of made a joke and you just held me and I felt fine. Like logically, I was able to compartmentalize it, right? I was able to be like, well, you go right here, stranger. You know, it's like if anybody else that I've ever seen on the news died, you're just going to go right there. I'll be a little sad, but I don't know you, you know, I had a few encounters, but these moments where 
nothing else was going on. There was no distractions and I was brushing my teeth or falling asleep in bed. Those were the moments where I felt Holy Spirit directing me mm-hmm. and saying, hey, we need to talk about this. Yeah. And for me, me directing myself, I'm like, there's no need to talk about this. The solution is right here. Like I already compartmentalized mm-hmm. it. And he's like, but I'm your father. Mm-hmm. And I want to unrestrict your perspective. Like I want to give you a bigger perspective because it's not about you. Yeah. And something that was meant for evil, we can turn to something good and hopeful. And I was like, all right, like, fine. Like, what do you want to show me? And he showed me a picture of my heart. And in my heart, there was this, like, a, a, a little hole. It looked like a little hole in, in, the, in, my, in my imagination, in my heart. And I was like, well, what's up with that hole? Mm-hmm. And he's like, that is the place for your father's deposits. That's where he was supposed to affirm you, uh, give you identity, gave you encouragement. That was a place specifically for him. Yeah. And I was like, all right, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> and he was like, and that's the way that I created mankind to have a mother, to have a father and for them to make deposits in your life. And I was mm-hmm. like, so am I just, am I just going to be empty there forever? Yeah. And he was like, well, thank you for, for having a conversation with me. He was like, I'm a better father. Mm-hmm. And not only do I cover that little hole there, but I cover your entire heart. And if you allow me to be a good father, then I'll give you identity, I'll give you affirmation, I'll give you insight, and I'll transform your life. And I think that was the start of this moment where, where I could not logically explain what was going on in my heart or my head. But if I allowed Holy Spirit to direct me, he gave me answers, he gave me a yeah. perspective, he gave me hope, he gave me a message, he gave me words to articulate how I actually felt. That's good. Where therapy, drugs, alcohol, none of that stuff, I don't think would have helped me, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think, I think now I'm allowing God to direct me. And to me, it looks like slowing down and actually having a conversation with him about this stuff. Yeah. So that's where I'm at with God directing me. Rooster, babe? Chaba? I'm just happy to be here. here. I'll, I'll say something. Think, keep thinking. Because yeah. um, hearing you, it just brought up something I, th- I think... It goes with the world as well. Even this podcast, mm-hmm. I've learned something, and I think we 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 do this with God too. We do this in the natural world and this in the in the spiritual world as well. Which is, they say the best businesses in the world, the foundation of them being the best is what with their team. What's the most important value for a business to be successful? They always say communication. Communication. That's always the yeah, foundation good, of everything. Yeah. The way businesses get the R is the number one thing is they've learned how to communicate. Yeah. You know, how did how did we become here today? We mm. we're learning how to communicate, yeah. right? Yeah. This is getting done because we're communicating. Mm. We don't communicate, then we don't have sound, we don't have this. Communication is everything. I think what kills teams naturally is assuming. Mm. We assume things That's about good, each Chabu. other. Mm. And I realizing Every podcast, the, the biggest thing, uh, the biggest thing I'm learning with God, and I think even this podcast has really helped, is I don't ask God enough questions. I just assume. That's good. If He is the Holy Spirit, and if He is guiding me, should I not be asking Him questions constantly? Yeah, I guess that's the biggest thing. <laughs> but I, honestly, that's the biggest thing I've woken up to doing this podcast. Is like, I'm not. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Yeah. And when I go to Him, like you just did. You began communicating. Communication. But yeah. I realized how much I'm assuming. Like even I think all Christians assume this. I assume he like I assume that I know how much he loves me. Mm. Instead Gosh, of communicating, 
Maybe he wants to go, no, I want to tell you how much I love you. That's good. No, but we assume, we go, no, no, I know how much you love me. I, mm. we, and we just shut down the communication with God. Yeah. Okay. Has anyone ever done that? Well, it's, yeah. it's, it's more convenient. It's more convenient. <laughs> yeah, it's it's convenient. much quicker. <laughs> and I think we... It's much quicker. But you think about businesses and, and even relationships, usually there was, there was a break because someone assumed, and so the communication didn't happen. And I think we do that with God. We assume. Yeah. You know, oh, I know how much you love me. And mm-hmm. God's like, no, no. I, I want to communicate how much I love you. Can we discuss about it? No, no, I know. We assume things. It's good, Chopper, where, yeah. Like you said, you knew. You knew. Yeah. You know, I think we all have this thing of, we know. Right. Which is such a killer, which cuts <sighs> off communication. That's good. I mean, I think that's why we're doing this No Roof podcast, is we're taking off roofs, these things, because we think we know. Yeah. Right. But we're going, okay, God, let's go back to square one. I don't know. Yeah. So we begin this communication process. That's good, Abel. Wow. But this really hit me as you said that. I was like, we don't communicate. Yeah. Well, then my, you know, I'm always like, why? Why don't we communicate? But I think you answered it. Like, we go for the quick. Well, it's convenient. Thing, right? Yeah. I mean, assumptions convenient. Like, it's way easier to just assume, you know, than it is to say, I mean, to actually. Take, I mean, think of what you do with your dad or mm. that thing that's easier for you to compartmentalize. He was, was just a stranger. Yeah. And to let that be what it is and just move on, keep moving. Then to say, okay, God, what am I missing? Let me be wow. vulnerable. Let me come and let you in. And even this morning with me, it's like it's way easier to just be like, it's okay. I'll survive. I can get through this. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can just yeah. grab a couple of mics real quick and do this than it is to say, guys, like, I'm not feeling good. Like, you know, mm. this is what's going on. I'm, I hate that this is happening because I thought it was done. You know, that's way messier. Mm. I hate that so much. That involves vulnerability. But to invite you guys into that, it's not convenient. But if you think about what the kingdom is, what does he, how does he describe the kingdom? The kingdom of God is not like, a, uh, mm-hmm. a number three from McDonald's. With, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the kingdom of God is Super not sad. fast. The yeah, kingdom yeah. of God is like a seed. It yeah. takes so much time. Yeah. What's the kingdom of God like? It's like, oh, you find something valuable in a field and then you go buy the whole field. There's nothing, conven- yeah. there's, there's nothing convenient. There's no, there's no time where the kingdom is being described where it's like, oh, that's easy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like a seed that takes forever. Yeah. And sometimes we get these things, and we're like, "What did what did God say to you? It's nothing." Or like you know, with with Judah, yeah, it's nothing. You know, it's not real. That's not, not very real. convenient to embrace, right there. Yeah, w- with everything going on around you, and like you, know, you just got back from camp, and it's like it's like you know, <laughs> there's not a lot. Oftentimes, the kingdom comes in ways that are so inconvenient. But if we can embrace it, you know, that's what you're seeking first the kingdom looks like. It, it's yeah. I won't say it's all inconvenient. Yeah. But goodness gracious, what what about the kingdom's convenient? Yeah. What about yeah, the gospel's nothing. convenient? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I said, yeah, I, I think that word is made up. It's a made up word. That's not that's not a heavenly word. What, what word? What word? Inconvenient. Inconvenient. Yeah. Dang. Because ready for this? We're dead. Yeah. <laughs> We've been crucified with Christ. Wow. So cut the tape right there. Yeah. Just like yeah. everything we're blacks dead. out. We're dead. We're dead. <laughs> There's no such thing as that word. I'm just going to say that word should not be alive in us. Yeah. Right? Like you said, it's not about us, right? Yeah. It's not oh, about pastor. us. Period. Yeah. It's not about us. Like roasted. Like, yeah, but, but going back to that question, I would, like, how, how is he? I'm just, just curious. Like, how is he? What, what truth is he guiding you in? Mm. I think that's another way to ask a question because he uses truth. Yeah. What mm-hmm. truth about you yeah. guys is he guiding yeah. you in? Just curious. Uh, I shared this with you guys. In, oh, I shared it in a staff meeting yesterday, but um, he, like you guys, I say this all, every time I'm on the podcast, <laughs> I say this. I have to-do lists. I get things done. And honestly, I get praised for being productive. Like, I produce things very quickly and I get praised for it. Mm-hmm. And so I had to ask God this question of like, what does success look like for me? You know, asking him that question. And 
he told me it looks like peace. And it, well, he said, it looks like you breathing, living, my overwhelming peace. Mm -hmm. peace. And he gave me this picture of like, he was like, if you can get things done and you're every you're checking everything off your to-do list, and even at the end of it, somebody's like, Jackie, like, great job. You know, you got that done. But you didn't feel peace the whole time. It's not successful. Wow. And I was like, whoa. So I'm like, have never been successful because I like <laughs> always experience like stress and anxiety, mm. but I pushed myself. Like I've, you know, like, you know, like we, our, our childhood was not great. None of, none of that stuff was great. So you keep, just keep moving. You just got to keep moving it. Cause if you stay put, you're going to die. Yeah. So you just, regardless of how you feel, you keep moving, yeah. you know, and even like our parents it, being immigrants coming into this country, you push against whatever you're feeling, whatever you're thinking, you, it does not matter. You keep it, you keep it moving. And so God just was like, that's, it's a gift. It, it, he was showing me this is a gift that you have, but what if you did it with peace? Wow, and great. and so like you stopping us today, mm -hmm. I realized when you were like, let's slow down. I wanted to be like, no, let's get him to the hospital. <laughs> and I had to force myself. Like I had to force myself like, Jackie, you don't feel peace right now. So stop. And so I had to stop and, and you know, do what you invited us to do. And it, I was, that was not easy. Yeah. You know, that is not easy, but that's what he's. That's the truth that he's walking me into. And I think he's going to be walking me into this truth for the rest of my life. Because yeah. it's, it's one second. One second you take your focus off of him and, yeah. and focus on what's in front of you. And you, it, it changes everything. You know, it's, yeah. you feel the anxiety. You feel the stress. Mm -hmm. But when you keep your eyes on him, it's, he'll give you everything you need. It's you know, for me, it's peace. For you guys, it's different. Yeah. You know? yeah that's good yeah, yeah. I, I think that's my truth too is uh the pursuit of god like mm. pursuing his presence yeah. and and it's funny like once you allow god to direct you in something he's like hey let's focus on this word you start seeing it everywhere yeah, yeah. you know and we all know the analogy with the car you see you know for me it's an alfa romero like <laughs> i was like man i love an alfa romero i would love to afford an alfa romero and then this morning there was an alfa romero right in front of me you know and i'm like man it just shows up so this place of like the for me it's been the presence of god i see it everywhere I see it in books, yeah. I see it in movies, mm. I see yeah, it in the Bible. Yeah. It's following me, right? And like opening up my mind to this new perspective. But we have to be willing to allow him to direct us, keep yeah. the communication going, you know? And and he knows you. That's the part that I love about him being the master, him being the boss, him being the father is he knows exactly how to get your attention and he knows the ways to do it. Yeah. And he knows how to speak to you. And, and so for me in this place of pursuing his presence, yeah, like the initial shock is, okay, your wife is here, your doggy wasn't feeling good, and your, your commute's a little longer. And I can dwell on that presence. I can dwell on that. But yeah. God's presence is so much bigger that we can maximize whatever it is that you're going through. Yeah. And so now my commute, I love it because, mm. yeah, I'm missing my wife. But God, I can't wait till like her and I are together again. I'm going to mm. enjoy those moments even more. You know, I, I, I get to... Uh, I don't know, write poetry or whatever, you know, do stuff about you that I didn't do before mm -hmm. because I was so comfortable just mm -hmm. sitting there and like, okay, Netflix with you, chill on the couch is enough. Mm -hmm. You know, where now it's like, okay, I need to take her on more brunch dates, yeah. you know, or on my commute. Upgrade, yeah. yeah, an upgrade or on my commute. Jesus. Or on my commute. <laughs> or on my commute now, it's like, okay, let's listen to some teachings, mm -hmm. you know, or like, hey, you're teaching yeah. Sunday, so like, let's talk about this. Or even this, let's talk about my presence some more. You know, mm -hmm. and then now that like I got the fan and I'm not afraid of raccoons, it's like, don't you just enjoy being mm -hmm. out here in nature with the view? And I'm like, yes, like 
I actually get to have joy in the moment rather than stress and anxiety now. But it starts with what you said, the simplicity of like, what's the truth that he wants to show you right now? And are you willing to keep communication going to get there? So I'm still an amateur and I'm still learning how to do it. And this is week one. Uh, but today I feel a lot better than I did <laughs> on Monday, right? Sunday. Yeah. So, or a lot better than I did when I found out that my dad died. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Rooster, what's your truth? I just get so lost when you guys talk. I'm just enjoying the <laughs> heck out of it. So, thank oh, you for sharing. You, um, I think I was going to say something. Can I say one? I'll say my truth, but someone remind me to say something about that. Yeah. Um, the truth that he's been having me embrace is uh, one day I was sitting there, I was like, God, what, what do you want to tell me right now? Like, is there anything that's really pressing you need to have right now? And he showed me this. I felt his presence come over my shoulders like this. And I, and I felt it. I'm like, oh, this is nice. And then I felt like, oh, I'm in a, um, like a roller coaster. And he's like, I want to take you on a ride. Mm. And I was like, okay. Flip the tape. Flip the tape. Yeah, he's <laughs> taking reasons. you on a ride. He's I want to take you. And oh, we're back. Great. Right. <laughs> I was practicing right. the freezing thing. <laughs> uh, so he got, host was telling me, I want to take you on a ride. And I was like, sure, why not? You know, But I didn't know the implications of it. And then as we went through my day-to-day, I realized that like, on a roller coaster, you have highs and you have lows. And he wants to take me through all of them. So through my days, I'd have these moments where like, everything's great, but there was nothing greater than the fact that he's taking me there. Wow. And I'm like, wow, this is great. And then my low points, he also was the one bre- walking mm. me through those. Like the lowest, most humiliating so parts good. of my day. It's mm. like, oh, he's still good. And it's like, this is him leading me through it. Oh, and that reminds me. That, that's the truth, okay? Now, can I say something about where Like in those inconveniences, like I know, believe me, talk about being away from your wife, mm-hmm. you know? There's so many times I'll be here and like Megan's at home both your wives are here at church too you know a lot of the time and even at camp dude i was so mad at you guys because he's like you go to your tents with your wives and i'm just sitting there alone <laughs> <laughs> with the bugs i was so sad hey, sam is amazing I was, yeah, sorry, <laughs> sam was sam was shout great. out to sam definitely, definitely no megan but he's great <laughs> you know but i was just sitting there and i was thinking like you know but what one thing i found just joining the worship team and being with um alex and and those guys who just live a lifestyle of sacrifice, like worship being this this lifestyle, a living sacrifice. And I've watched them do it since I first met him is they bring these living squirming things and they let God have them. And so this thing of, of oh, it hurts me to be away from my family. It hurts me to be away from my wife. Instead of it being an excuse to disengage from what God's called me to do, it actually becomes something precious I can bring to God. Mm. And say, God, this you know how much I love Megan. You know how much I love Levi, how much I want to be there. And talk, man, it's like, you know my heart and I want to be there so bad, but You've called me here. And so I'm going to give you this. And you see me inside out and know how bad I want to be with them, but I'll give it to you. And it becomes this beautiful thing that he gets to take. And oftentimes, not this matters at all, but oftentimes what I find is I come home and I'm a better husband. I come home and I'm a better father. I'm, or, or they've been like, I've, I've heard stories of them being like, oh, God was just da 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 da. Like the presence of God's filling my house and marking yeah. my kids. And it's like, he can take better care. He can be a better husband, a better father than I can. And it's not an excuse to uh, run from my family. Yeah. But the things I've found is like, if you're willing to let go of those things that, that you care about so much for his sake, he, he's, not a, he's not a debtor. He's not like, you know, Oh, I'll pay you back later and never pay back. Like he blesses that sacrifice. Fire always falls on sacrifice. So and so anyways, the inconvenience sometimes can be such a gift you can give to him. Because yeah. once we get to heaven, man, we missed it. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I know what you it's mean. beautiful. Yeah. But you can't do that in heaven. There's yeah. no there's no sixty six in heaven. 
There's no inconvenience in heaven. There's no, there's none of that in heaven. It's that's not there. So all these inconveniences, this is the only chance we get to bring it to him and say, mm-hmm. God, I love you more than this. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what's desirable, but you're more desirable than this. And that's like that's a, a very finite, it's a blink of an eye, it's a little piece of dust. It's like it could be gone like that. And if we miss it, you know, yeah, we get to heaven and be like, oh dang it. You know, I should have cherished you more in those yeah. not fun times. Yeah, you're definitely right. Yeah, and I think that's what made my experience a little harder too was the things that I can't control, mm. and 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 our puppy got sick. Oh my gosh! Like yeah. like then I got really sad. I was like, the what ifs, the what, what ifs, if, what the if. what ifs started happening, and and you had shared that with me before about like this is the only time we'll be able to give God something that we can never give him before. Mm-hmm. You know, and my first thought was like, all right, we got to take him to the vet. I was like, we got to take him to the vet. And then mm-hmm. people around me are like, you got to take him to the vet. Yeah. And I was like, baby, we got to take him to the vet. And then I heard how much it costs to give him to the vet on the weekends. And I was like, we're not taking him to the vet. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, back to my truth, back to my communication. I was like, God, I'm pursuing your presence. If it worked with my dad, what do you want to do with my wife and my dog? Yeah. You know, and on the phone, I mean, you were tearing up and you're like, I'm, I'm really scared. And then I was like, I know. But God, what do you want to do? And he was like, I was able to hear your heart. You don't think I want to take care of the things that are important to you? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, like, let's stand together. Let's do it, you know? And I just prayed whatever words would come out of me. And I was like, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that he's healed. In the name of Jesus, I thank you that you love him. Yeah, he's a dog, but he's our dog and you love him. And you love my wife and you love me. So help us right now. Holy Spirit, help us. And, yeah. and then, you know, later that night, he started eating chicken and <laughs> he felt a lot better. Yeah, he was but, back. I think for me, the hard part is just these moments of not having control. But I think it goes back to, it's all about me. Yeah. Yeah. And not about, but I love, Abel, I just love you, man. Because I love how you just said, keep communication open and start with a simple truth that he's directing you with. So what's your truth? For me right now, it's, he's my boss. But here's the thing, though. He's my happy boss. Yeah. So the season before, he, and this has been a year now, he's had me go, everything that he is has to go through his smile first. So everything, every aspect, even when I yell at my son, when my tone is wrong, he made me go through his smile. So um, Nate knows. So I called him my happy king. <laughs> so this season, right now, the truth is he's my happy boss. Because now I've engaged. I know his happiness. I know his joy for me. I know his joy for us. So now I'm allowing him, okay, tell me something to do, something crazy. So like the other day I was at Walmart and he's like, go talk to that guy. I'm like, all right. And I went to go talk to this guy and he told me about HVAC, which I know nothing about. We stood there for like 30 minutes. I was like, awesome, man. I was like, bless you. Can I hug you? And I was just, he's just becoming my boss now. Yeah, that's so good. You know, but he had to, the season before was, he had to be happy first. Yeah. He had, he made me go through his smile. And I think that's the biggest thing about truth is you talk about the what ifs. When you spend time with the Holy Spirit and truth, the what ifs become glory. Mm. What if God shows up? Come on. What if, like, wow. like in there when I saw Nate, the what if was easy for me to go, what if we slow down and God comes? I was sitting with my truth before that. When you hang out with truth, when you, when you value truth, the what ifs begin to change to the glory part. Right? Yeah. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. David, um, you know, he, he kind of went through what you went through where um, he had these 300 men where that he helped, he gave them a purpose of life and they turned their back on him mm. where he had no one and it said in that moment he had to strengthen himself in God which is yeah. what you did mm-hmm. yeah. where each one of us has to go through that season where mm-hmm. it's going to come from not your pastor not no one That's not right. your best friend where yeah. you're going to have to rely on him yeah. and when you do the what ifs kind of change they go to positive I've learned that when I, when I hang out with truth my what ifs don't go negative 
But when I'm not in my word, when, yeah. I, when I'm not meditating and just soaking the truth that he has me on, the what ifs or go go negative real easily. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Because yeah. if you think about it, God's what ifs are only extraordinary. Yeah. Hey, Lazarus is dead. Yeah, what if he gets back up? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where this is the point where we get to communicate with God so because the what ifs begin to change. Right? You remember, if he is love, love thinks no evil. Come on. So our what ifs should never ever be evil or negative. That's so good. You know, and if they are, it just means I don't think we're spending enough time in the truth with him. We're that's not so communicating. We might be assuming more. That's good, Chava. I know that's mm. for me. Yeah. I assume, I'll be honest, I'm a pastor. Sometimes I assume that I know. I assume I know how much he loves me. Mm. And he's like, dude, shut up. <laughs> like, you don't even know my smile. Yeah. Like, even right now, this this season I'm in, it's I can assume now, okay, I know his smile. Yeah, I got it. No. It's good. Yeah. No. I, it, it, it's... That's good. A, that's dangerous. It's yeah. very dangerous. Yeah. But yeah. It's really good. I was just thinking about routine and discipline. Yeah. You know, like kind of these fallbacks that, I mean, whether we want to or not, we have a flesh, yeah. you know, and, and sometimes we got to get the flesh submitted, you know, and, and as you were speaking, I was like, you're right. What, what shifted for me was I woke up one morning and I was like, I am alone. I have no distractions. What do you want to do, God? Yeah. And he was like, how about we read the Bible a bit? He's like, look, you have three books you need to finish reading. I'm like, all right. And I was like, well, let's just see how long we can go, you know? And, and I sat there and like had all my Bibles out. And um, I put some meditation music on. And then like five hours later passed. And like, it was so bad. Like my vision was just weird. Like looking up, like my vision was really blurry. And then, you know, afterwards I was like, God, like, I didn't even care about Netflix. Like yeah. I didn't care about all these other things I could have done. I was like, I just cared about you. And, and that's where he started to speak to me. Like a pathway was created for me to start a conversation with him. Yeah. And it looked like, and now I'm not saying sit there for five hours, but like, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I was so glad that I did that. Yeah. You know, I was so glad that I was able to sit there and it wasn't even a striving thing. It was like, that really happened. Like I was reading the Old Testament and I was like, God really makes all things work together for our good. What a genius. Like the history behind Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob what a genius. The genius, the, the history behind Moses, what a genius. Just for this moment right here where he gets to meet me, where I feel so broken because of my father, you know, and raccoons. Like he gets to come and meet me and be like, now we get to enjoy it. Yeah. Now you're unrestricted. Now it's a glory moment. Mm -hmm. Now you're going to get a chance to share something on the podcast, yeah. you know? But I think falling back into, we took the roof off routine, you know, and like, Falling back to like a discipline of like, okay, well, let me at least read something or open my Bible. That's what was on my heart. So yeah, no, that's good. I think even that word, uh, like, like if if I were to take the word discipline, I would for me, for me, yeah, I, yeah. I, I change that word to the word date. Date. Oh, like the discipline is a date. Mm. It just and a date. A discipline is just a reason to enjoy him. That's all it is. And how yeah. he wants to do it, he's God. He's he's. You know, I think we, we made discipline such a. Uh, you know, we all know it, an ugly yeah. word. Yeah. But you got to remember, you're you're on a date with to say it with joy himself that's right with power himself with love himself that's all discipline is it's a date with that yeah and for you it might be reading the word for me right now my discipline right now is i get up and i get my prophetic words out mm. and then i'll go through them and he goes that one like mm. every day he'll point to one i'm like no this one's doing nothing for my heart this one's doing... there it is that's good and then i'll just sit there and then he'll take me on a date with it now here's where it gets dangerous which we talked about with routine i don't go to him and i just keep doing that yeah yeah. Where now it's you like, assume. I assume. Yeah. I assume. No, now I know what you're doing. So it's like, no, no. Okay, what's next? Yeah. Because then it might be, hey, let's worship today. Let's yeah. go on a walk. Yeah. You know. And I think, I think the, the key thing we're here. I think what I'm hearing everyone is we need to keep asking questions. 
I think mm-hmm. keep the communication yeah. going. I don't know what that looks like for for, yeah, for you guys, exactly. but I think that's the biggest key is yeah. keep the communication going. Yeah. It's so good. I was going to say, like, I think that the word distraction is so funny because, like, there's not like, it's not like there's this thing that's forcing us to be distracted. Yeah. yeah, Like, the enemy, all the enemy can do is present things to us. Yeah. That's it. It, like, you know, and and make things that we think we really want, the things our flesh wants. And it's like, oh, don't you want to sit on the couch and watch Netflix for hours? But at the end of the day, like, nobody can force us to do anything. Mm -hmm. It's it's all our choice. Like, that's actually the gift that God gave us, that we would willingly choose him. And, and choose to look at him all the time, you know? Yeah. And it's not like it looks like sitting and reading a Bible 24 hours a day. That's not, <laughs> what that, that's not even what his heart desired. Mm. It's that we would just spend time with him, looking at him, you know? And so I just think, like, we just have to be careful. With, uh, uh, not even be careful. Be aware that the, being distracted by something is a choice. Everything is a choice. That's good. You can choose to do whatever you want to do, yeah. but what's it doing for you? What's it doing for your heart, for your mind? You know, yeah. for your family, for your relationships. Like, I know I'm not going to be the same when you get back. Yeah. I know I'm not because mm-hmm. I, I've been, I'm literally just spending time with God, Beautiful. you know, and I'm editing. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm still working and stuff, mm-hmm. but I'm, he's my focus, it's you good. know? So you guys flipped it. Like what you could have said was, this is an inconvenience for Ooh. our marriage. Mm-hmm. We're split apart where God's like, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you just yeah. realize you're on a date. Yeah. I think yeah. that's how you guys are going through it. I love it. Love that. Mm-hmm. But I love how you said of the, you can't fail pretty much, yeah. Yeah. right? I just love how you said that of like, you just. <sighs> you, you, yeah. I don't want to say you can't fail, but I, or I'll say this. I'll, I'll just yeah. quote Heidi Baker. She yeah. said it best. If you don't quit, you win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just it. Yeah. So, Ooh, so yeah. even if I don't go to God today, tomorrow, the next day, if I go to him Friday, I still win. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think we, yeah. we, we so bully ourselves yes. and judge ourselves. Yes. And yeah. Where if you don't quit, you win. That's he, it. He, he knows us far better than ourselves. Yes. But yeah, I think that I just want to say, I just love that. If you don't quit, you win. Yeah. yeah. But I love what you said of like, you build history. These places where you feel like you failed, you're actually building history. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and like even these places of like, okay, yeah, you chose something else that time that's okay you're building history like yeah now you know that what that brought like yeah. let's choose different <laughs> next yeah. time you yeah. know but i love the building history part yeah. of it because nothing is wasted like nothing's wasted so beautiful <laughs> even even when you lose something you I, I, um mm. the thing nate quoted you know he he leads mm. you into the was it shadow of death right through the valley of what is it, darkness even though because there, there are things in that valley you can't get anywhere else yeah. mm. that he's leading you yeah there, there, are, there are times where, like, I love how he talked about the roller coaster going up and down because in that low moments, you can't get that anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. You can't get it anywhere else. Dang. I, I, I couldn't get God's smile more than when he took away my house. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that. I couldn't have got that was such, that was hard. I cried to where I became so intimate with his smile that I no longer wanted the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I couldn't have got that if he didn't take it away. You yeah. know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. That that's the reality of it. That that's the upgrade. The upgrade is when he becomes so good that the thing you wanted or the yeah. thing that you wanted to assume or be convenient, yes. you no longer want it. It's so true. You know? It's so true. You know, and uh I, mean, I just keep bringing up my dad because it's just so fresh and it, it's something that's real and big, you know. But like my mind has never gone to like, man, I wish he had gave me kisses on my neck, like the prodigal son. You know, like I can't believe all these moments that like 
he um that I missed out on. Yeah. You know, not having a dad. Like am I an orphan? Like all these what if moments that I could have gone down, like none of those even crossed my mind. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I have a good father yeah. and he's better than any father on this earth and he loves me and he wants to make deposits in me. It just, yeah. so I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. It's good. You guys good? I think this was a good one. One of my favorite ones. Nate's high as a kite right now. He's having I, a good time. It always <laughs> happens like this, man. It's like you get in here and then you get drunk with whatever we're talking yeah. about. I, I will say this just to help the viewers out, any of all of us. If you're having, if you don't know where to ask God, this is where you have to be real. Where are your what ifs negative? Mm. That's for me, that's a great example of, of where I know where the truth needs to come from. Mm -hmm. Like when my what if went, what if my son's going to die? What if, okay, I don't trust his love for me or my son. So I knew where to go. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're watching this, you know where to go, just just check where are your what ifs negative. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's such an easy key. I'm not going to lie, that sometimes the devil's our greatest helper. Sometimes I'm like, thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah. and he's like, dang it. You know what I mean? We always say he overplays Sucker. his hand, right? Sucker. Sucker, you know what I mean? But it's like, yeah, oh, you're attacking that what if so negative. I'm going to go, there's a truth in there, isn't there? You better believe it. Yeah. You better believe it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I encourage you, if there's a what if that's negative, you just found an area where he wants to father you in that truth. I so can any one. question be inconvenient to God? I don't, like I said, I don't think he has that word. But yeah. No. I don't, yeah. I don't, I, 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 I think it's a made up word <laughs> in the kingdom <laughs> realm. I don't, is that safe to say? Yeah. Get out. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. You know? yeah. I never, I've never, I've asked why a lot. I asked you guys why a lot. You yeah. know, I love to learn. And with him, he's never been like, get out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I can't believe you asked why. And I've always admired yeah. that of you. Even when you know, everyone probably knows the answer. But your why, guys, I'll say this about you. Yeah. Your why always brings everyone deeper yeah. in the room, even mm. though they won't admit it. Mm. Yeah. Really? Wow, wow. It's scary sometimes. Yeah, really? it's scary, wow. right? That blows my mind, you know? Yeah. But it's because I have a father that showed me and taught me of like, you can ask me why yeah. whenever. You know, whenever I read the Bible, it does yeah. not make sense. God, why? You know, and he's like, okay, go here. And I'm like, but why? That's and then we go deeper and like, but why? And he's like, look at the Greek. And I'm like, but why? Look at the Hebrew, but why? And then it all comes first circle. And I'm like, but why? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. I so, love you guys. Awesome. Yeah, I love I you guys. guys. You guys are the best. I'm definitely bigger fans of you guys. Yeah. Same. Rooster, Same. I just love you. Thank so you for sharing your heart. Thank you all you for sharing your heart. Um, Baby, I love you. What, what, what I have to say? <laughs> like, subscribe, share, ask questions, comment. We love yeah. comments. Yeah. Um, even negative ask, ones. Ask the wise. <laughs> ask the wise. Yeah. 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 Go embrace, go embrace the inconvenience. Go embrace God and the inconvenience. Like, yeah. have fun with it now. I Please don't let this just be information or yeah. entertainment even. Like, let's go yeah. get That's inconvenience. It. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I love you guys. And obviously, we share, we, we try to share everything that's real in our life and hard from yeah. houses to not being together to ER to dad's dying. So if you need help with anything, just reach out. Yeah. Leave, you know, throw a comment, uh, email us. I don't know if there's a way to actually do that. But like, we want to be praying with you. We want to be standing with you. We want you to feel that you're not crazy and you're not alone. Yeah. yeah. So we love we're all you. Amateurs. And we're all amateurs. Yeah. All right. So we love you. All right. No roof. Love you guys. Uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah.